everyone. My name is Yara, and welcome to the first episode of my new interview and podcast series for youth, The Spirit of Success. In this series, we speak with Baha'is who are successful in their careers and try to get a glimpse into what influenced their career choices and how they incorporate the teachings of the faith into their work and life. We hope this program inspires you and helps you to begin navigating your path toward your dream career. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Olufani. Welcome, Mr. Olufani. How are you today? I'm doing very good, Yara. Happy to be here with you and to, um, to, to be honored to be the first guest on your new podcast series. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And it's wonderful having you here today. And I'm super excited for our conversation. So for today's episode, we're going to be discussing careers that relate to the arts. And among your various professions and talents, you are a very well-known multidisciplinary artist and writer. As such, before we get into your career, we would love to know how you got into the arts. Wow, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I grew up in, um, I was born in Los Angeles, but I was raised a large part of my early years um, in New York, in the New York area. Um, first uh, outside of the city and then actually in the city of Manhattan itself. And I started drawing like when I was literally about four years old. And mother um, recognized that I had a, a, a natural inclination to want to draw. And she made sure that I had pencils and paper and stuff like that. So that I just developed a, a love for it, a, a joy. It was a way I could kind of, um, I don't know, have a window to another, to another world or another state of being. It, it gave me peace, gave me a sense of um, comfort and, uh, and I, and I just really enjoyed it. So I started there and, uh, and, and um, I you know, got some training and um, continued training and, uh, as a young person through high school, through college and graduate school. And uh, so that's how that part of my, my career path developed. And then um, I kind of got into, um, I was doing a little bit of uh, modeling, nothing big, just local stuff when I was in grad school. And, um, started doing some acting and uh, then got involved in acting that way. And, uh, and uh, the writing um, was um, when I was used to take the train from where I was living in Far Rockaway, Queens, I was going to school in Newark, New Jersey. And that's about a, an hour and 15 minute train ride. So I had all of this extra time, I would just read the whole time, like the whole train ride. And it was from the reading that I developed a love for language and um, thought that maybe I might like writing. And then I started doing some writing in school and the teachers encouraged me. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how all of that began. I mean, uh, the interest for it and the passion for it anyway. And then leading into the career path stuff, really uh, some of that developed really organically. It was just one going from one thing to the next, basically. Yeah. That is so wonderful. And mm -hmm. I think within that, and your and your progression in the arts. When did you find out that like multidisciplinary art was like your go-to style that you loved, I guess, above the others, or felt that you could do the most with it? How did that come about? Yeah, well, you know, when you when you have an interest in a, in more than one thing, and you also have a facility for more than one thing, it's either very confusing, and uh, or you find a way to like integrate. The, those those different areas that you're interested in to um, have a kind of creative life. So 
Uh, I, you know, I still say that my primary practice is probably based in the visual arts, but I also love acting so much, um, performing, um, and and I try to uh, see when you're doing when you're a visual artist or a writer, you spend a lot of time alone, right? Because you're creating in your studio or you're in front of your computer, and when you're acting, you're working collaboratively with other artists, and so it's nice to have a break to be able to like work on your own but then also work with other groups of people and then sometimes the disciplines overlap so i might do a performance piece that has a visual element but it also has a performative element maybe there's some writing in there as well so then i'm able to combine all three of those different interests into um, a work of art so you know it, it it's all of that's an organic process sometimes they're very separate and then sometimes they're all working together in in the same space so yeah, yeah. That is so cool. And then from that point, when, I know you kind of touched on this, um, but when did you decide that art was the career of choice? Yeah, I think, um, well, you know, it was interesting because I don't, I didn't know anybody in my family who was in professional artist. I mean, I'm the first. Um, my father was in business for years. Um, my uh, mother was a, home, a homemaker when I was a, a kid but then she worked as a secretary for a while and some other things. And then my stepmother was also in business for many years. Um, so I, I was kind of embarking on a journey that I didn't really have much kind of guidance on from my immediate family. Yeah. Uh, and then when I went to college, I kind of, I stuck with what I liked to do, which was making art. You know, most people tell you, man, gosh, you want to do anything, but don't be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I just kept at it. And um, I didn't really, when I got to grad school, uh, things started opening up a little bit. I started winning some competitions and stuff like that. And, and then one opportunity led to another. And I was like, oh, I actually have a career doing this. I mean, this actually, I'm actually like doing this at a professional level. And um, people are actually paying me, paying me well to do this. This is like, this is weird. Okay. <laughs> I guess I have a career. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was mapped out and planned. So, um, so deliberately, I just, I, it just kind of unfolded as I studied and, and, um, you know, started showing more and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. And I think like you mentioned, even though it wasn't something you necessarily planned as like, I'm going to go become an artist. I think that was sort of a confirmation of how life took you in the path that it took you that it was like, you know, yeah. this is what you're meant to do. And I guess kind of open that door to a new career choice that maybe hadn't been explored previously in your family. So being that it wasn't necessarily like your um, plan to become an artist, mm -hmm. was this a different career choice from maybe what you would have been expected to take on or different from what you had thought you would become when you grew up? Yeah, you know, I had a lot, there were a lot of things I was interested in when I was a kid. I loved dinosaurs, so I was into, I guess, paleontology is what they would call it. Yeah. Um, mostly looking at, you know, books about dinosaurs and stuff, it fascinated me. I love big sharks. Um, so, you know, there was the marine biologist thing for a while. Um, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of bouncing around on a number of things. Um, but, you know, I don't know, I think, I think, there was, I never got pushed to go in any one direction. Like I never, I didn't have parents who were like, okay, you're going to be an engineer, a doctor or a lawyer or a business person. 
So they kind of let me kind of figure that out for myself, I think, you know, um, there wasn't a lot of pressure that way. Um, and also, you know, I mean, um, I was, I think also I was, um, you know, I came from um, a situation of, of abuse as a child. So art for me became a way of, um, of kind of comforting me. It was a comfort in a way. Um, and it's always been that. It's always been like a kind of uh, safe place that I can go to um, where I can, I know this environment, this environment is safe. I know, I know how to navigate this space. I, um, there's gonna be struggle in the studio because every time you do something new, there's always struggle. Yeah. But um, there was something about the safety of that of, and the comfort that came from creativity that um, I, 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 just, I just stuck with it, you know, um, all of those years. So, yeah. yeah. For myself, art has yeah. always been one of those places where I feel like it allows me to express myself, especially yeah. maybe in ways that people, um, maybe when they see me wouldn't expect, like I mm -hmm. love flamenco, I'm a flamenco dancer. That's and awesome. that actually came about because of um, an accident that I had in 2014, where I broke both my wrists. And mm -hmm. up until then, I mean, music's always been a part of my life. Like my mom was always singing and my sister and I have been playing instruments since we were younger. And so when I got told, you know, you can't use your hands, mm -hmm. I was shocked. I was mm -hmm. like, how am I supposed to make music or like, you know, do something for fun? And so my mom and I talked a little bit and flamenco music had always been in the house. And we started singing those songs even before we started learning Spanish. Um, she was like, you know, why don't you try flamenco dancing? We'll see if there's somebody around. Um, and you can take classes. After my first try, I fell in love with the dance and I could not even imagine it be something that I don't have anymore. So it definitely, art in all forms is such an escape and such a safe space for many people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also that, you know, I think if you go through traumatic, like you're, you're describing a trauma, a physical trauma, right? That impacted your life. And mine was more of a kind of emotional trauma that I went through. And um, I think those experiences, they give you a kind of a, a, a sensitivity and awareness of um, kind of um, human experience in a deeper way. So you can relate. It's like, I was talking to somebody earlier today and I can talk to a kid like literally and within five or 10 minutes, I can tell what kind of um, experience they're having as a child in their home. I can tell if they're happy or if they're sad or if I can just pick up on it. Um, and that's because I went through that experience, right? Yeah. So in a way it was, it was, those experiences are painful, but on the other side is this relatable thing that you're able to get as a gift, which allows you to tap into, um, to touch people and to empathize with people who have had similar journeys you say, yeah, I know what that's like. I've been there. You know, I, I exactly. feel you. So, yeah, yeah, it's important. It's important. It's, that, yeah. it's, like, a, it's like a way to um, kind of reach out to others, I guess. Not necessarily, you know, from a place of like, please notice. But yeah. I think it's like a way to reach out and be like, you know, connect with others. Really unite with others in a way that is yeah. different than just talking or, you know, Trying to strike up a conversation it has a very special place in people's hearts in all different forms 
Um, and so I think this is a great segue into the next question and kind of mm -hmm. topic is what does creativity mean to you? Mm. And creativity, I mean, it's one of the words of God, right? It's one of the names of God, the creator, you know? Um, it really is, you know, individual artists really in a way, um, thinkers, artists are in some sense mimicking you know, that virtue of God when we are creating. So there's a sense that you're in a kind of spiritual um, flux, if you will, or um, a space of spiritual engagement that links you to the creator, you know? And so there's that feeling um, that, that there's that, I mean, fundamentally, the most important thing, that's what creativity means to me, is that it also, um, means that I have a, um, it means a choice to me. I mean, it Im implies a choice on what I send into the world, which is all about where my spirit is, where my kind of worldview is, um, you know, where am I grounded ethically, what I think about as important, the values, the virtues that shape my life. And all of that frames whatever it is that I create, right? Yeah. So there's the possibility of being a creative, hopefully, who's conscious, who's thoughtful. You're mimicking um, that virtue of God. And you're also hopefully sending something that's noble into the world, which is also, uh, in a way, mimicking, you know, the uh, noble creativity of the creator, you know. So... For me, that's what it means. Uh, that that's and it's play. I mean, it's fun. I mean, that's that's the other part. That's what it means. It's just fun, you know. Um, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't having a good time at it, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. you you mentioned how it's something that really connects with one spirit, and mm -hmm. that it, it comes from those ideas. So with that, how do you reconcile that creativity and what you mentioned about it with spirituality? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's such an internal process. I mean, um, centering oneself, um, getting oneself ready or prepping to be, to enter a creative space, which is all about the soul, the nature of the soul, the spirit, you know. And then the creative act itself is um, fundamentally spiritual in nature. It's something on the inside that's manifesting itself outwardly, right? So uh, for me, um, I find that to be a really magical process. It's like alchemy in a, in a way. You're taking something that, if you're a visual artist, you're a maker, you're taking objects or um, you know, things that maybe have existed or, and then creating something new with those assortments of materials. And something that initially that only you can see, other people probably can't see that. You see it in your inner eye first and then you manifest it outwardly. Um, so that's very akin to prayer, I think. You know, we pray inwardly and then we manifest, you know, uh, through our behavior, um, our supplications and our prayers, you know. So for me, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a fundamental link between the creative process, between artistic practice and the soul and the spiritual life. The, um, they're so um, intimately inter interrelated, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I love that comparison between, between how you manifest art outwardly and inwardly with prayer. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever quite 
thought of it that way but mm -hmm. I think that's definitely what I felt mm. and I think that's like a that finally like puts words to it so that that was yeah. beautiful yeah thank you um and so with that how and I guess kind of when did you decide you wanted to take your career in art and connect it with the faith or have the teachings of the faith inspire your art? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not an artist that does, um, that does literal interpretations of the faith in my work. You know, I'm not, I'm not an artist that sculpts huge murals with the name Baha'u'llah on them. That's not the way I work. What I, what I, try to do hopefully is um, to have the work reflect um, in terms of its values and the issues that it's dealing with, right? Um, a consistency with my, the teachings of, of uh, Baha'u'llah. So my work a lot of times deals with social justice. It deals with, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the aspiration of the soul to kind of transcend its circumstances, right? So all of that is consistent with the writings. It actually, the writings inform the kind of approach, the approach to ideas um, in terms of what I create. And when I'm acting, if I accept a job or if I'm looking to, if somebody offers me a job and I'm thinking about whether or not I should take it, I'm looking at a couple of things. I'm looking at, all, first of all, what's the artistic quality of the work? Is the work artistically challenging enough that I'm gonna feel like I grow? I'm also looking at the kind of messages that it communicates to the larger society. Is this something that is, that is about um, human experience in a deep way? Is there something noble about this work or is it just, or, or is it just gonna feed the kind of dumping ground um, of artistic expression that is such a large part of um, our contemporary society? So I'm thinking about those two things which are very, very important to me. Um, the, the, the content and also the quality, the quality and the content working together. So, um, and all of that comes, that comes out of my spiritual life, my journey as a Baha'i. Otherwise I wouldn't have those considerations if I didn't have that framework, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. I definitely resonate with that. Mm -hmm. um, I know for me, a lot of like, for instance, the music I listen to, um, when I pick the music I listen to, I want to understand the words. I find it very important, like you said, to always analyze the content of it because it contributes to our the happiness of our soul and it then contributes to how we are uplifted and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and where we go, I guess, kind of mentally. I, I know a lot of your art, like you mentioned, focuses on people, the oneness of humanity, storytelling. And so you describe how you kind of naturally your art is fueled by that spirituality and um, you know your values in the framework of the faith. When somebody sees your art, do you think they go, oh yeah, you know that's the spiritual concept of it? I, the first thing is I want people to feel is something that it resonates with something deep inside of themselves. Like they can't, like they can't escape the grip or the pull of this object or this performance because there's something about it that's just like, whoa, I don't, I don't know what this is, but there is something about what this is that is very interesting to me. Um, so that's the first thing. 
and then as they spend time with with um, with with the thing, the object, um, and they begin to decipher and decode the meaning. Um, I hope that's also a secondary kind of hit that they have. That they're like, wow, that's, I didn't realize that that's what he was talking about. You know, that's really interesting. Um, so yeah, so on the one hand, it's just creating something that is appealing because of it's the way it looks. There's something that is attractive about the way this thing appears. And then you spend time with it and then you see, you see the substance that's underneath the surface. It's like, wow, that's really resonating for me on both of those levels on how it appears and then also how it's communicating underneath the appearance. And really that's what we're asked to do in the faith, right? As people, we're, we're, we're taught to, um, you know, the faith, most of the emphasis obviously is on the spiritual interiority of our being, but then we're also taught to, you know, be clean, to, um, you know, dress appropriately, to be well-mannered, to treat people with respect, so all of that's about a consistency between what's presented on the exterior and then also what's operating on the interior, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's, that's what I hope that people get out of it, yeah. I can definitely yeah. say from my perspective, when I look at your art, I get that. Mm -hmm. so I'm sure many others do as well. Um, I think we're gonna start talking a little bit about um, youth and mm -hmm. in connection to the arts and those careers so yeah. among finding a career what considerations do you feel are over or undervalued in our society when evaluating career choices or even things like service projects that people join the clubs they join mm -hmm. yeah i mean career is an interesting thing i mean i think there's um you have to balance things on the one hand there is these very practical considerations. What kind of life, qualitative life, am I gonna get out of this career? So is it gonna provide me with enough substance, sustenance to support myself, maybe support a family, co-support a family, to make a contribution, significant contribution to the maintaining of a household? So those are just practical things. Um, will it also allow me to contribute to the Baha'i, various Baha'i funds, if you're a Baha'i, or if you're in another religion, Will it allow you to contribute to your faith or to the other things that you're interested in in a way that supports meaningful work in the larger society? Um, so, you know, that, that component of, um, of, of, of a certain level of wealth and, the, and the, the, the faith is clear and man is in need of wealth. So that's a consideration. Um, on the other side of that, you wanna make sure there's some internal alignment with the career choice so that you don't wanna just go to a job and um, you have to spend all of this time doing this job and you're miserable while you're doing the job because you're probably not gonna do your best work. So you wanna make sure that it's something that you can um, be enthusiastic about, be joyful about doing um, and that that will translate into the kind of work that you produce. So it's a, it's a combination of both satisfaction and also um, you know, um, uh, whether or not the work will sustain you from a material um, point of view. So you have to consider both of those things. I think they're important, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Specifically within your career that you've established, yeah. how would you define its success, its impact? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think um, um, as a creative, obviously, I, you know, you want to feel like whatever it is that you make touches people and moves them to think deeper about things. So that's very important to me. Um, that um, I'm engaged in work that is meaningful in a deep way, you know, and a bit of an atypical way because it's not like you meet a lot of professional artists on a daily basis. You don't. I mean. So um, it's a bit atypical in that sense, you know? And then I'm also, I work in a number of different creative fields as well. But I'm so invested in whatever I do, trying to be as honest in the work as possible and allow my own experience to be kind of a touchstone of um, community in a way where people can perhaps see themselves a bit in what it is that I've created, whether it be an article that I've written or a podcast that I've done or a performance or a work of visual art. So those things are very important to me. Um, obviously being able to afford to take care of myself um, is very important um, to be able to contribute to um, the, the different um, activities that I think are important, particularly the various funds of the Baha'i community. I mean, that's very important to me. Um, so so uh, I, I think those are, um, those are the, and, and growth and the feeling that I'm growing in the discipline that I'm constantly unfolding, that I'm not, that it doesn't become rote or just a kind of exercise, mechanized exercise, but I'm always challenging. There's always new um, mountains to climb, always new um, challenges to face and confront. So those are things that are, that are really important for me, that, that are a definition of success for yeah, me. Success is definitely yeah. very, very important. And mm -hmm. With that, I was wondering what advice you have for youth who want to pursue art as a career, but aren't sure how to begin? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is knowing yourself, right? Is knowing what, um, what I'm interested in, what, what gets me excited, what, you know, inspires me. So that, that, that's some very basic kind of internal work, you know? Um, and then, um, I think it's really important to seek the advice of people who are in the areas that you're thinking about. So talk to, um, you know, visual artists, talk to painters and sculptors, talk to dancers, talk to acting um, uh, professionals, talk to, um, you know, writers and, and see what the life is like, see what their, their life looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think all of that information is very helpful um, in terms of, you know, helping you decide is this the life that you want, you know, or if you decide that you want to go down another path. So, and then a lot, you know, prayer is 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 very important. Prayer, reflection, and meditation, which is part of the getting to know the self, right? Yeah. What is what is God really saying to me? Does this feel in alignment? You know, with is this my calling? Am I hearing my calling, um, or is this something else? You know. Yeah. So yeah, so I think um, getting in touch with the self and then, and then um, getting as much information as you possibly can. And, um, and then consulting, as I, as I said before, um, make sure you're engaging in some consultation. So all of those things are, 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 are indispensable in that, in that process, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And I love this conversation. Before we end our segment, is there any additional advice or encouragement you'd like to share with our listeners? 
Um, just, I mean, I know this is a program that's directed towards the youth. I'm just, um, you know, really want to encourage all of the youth just to continue to um, explore, um, to uh, search for ways that you can make your contribution to the world, um, to think intentionally about the kind of person you want to be in the world and how your unique design, which is truly unique, there is nobody else in the world like you, um, how that is going to make the world a brighter and better place as a result of you being here. So those things I think are, 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 are so vitally important. And also to try to remember to see the end in the beginning, to think um, as far ahead as you can and think about the life and the course that you're charting for yourself and how you want to be uh, the kind of legacy that you want to leave behind. It's important, so yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us and for our wonderful conversation and your time and your insight today. Um, before we end it, I just want to say, be sure to check out Mr. Olufani's art on his website, https colon slash slash www.masood-olufani.com and follow him on his socials at Olufani on Instagram and at Masood Olufani on Facebook to stay updated with his latest projects and work. Mr. Olufani has a beautiful exhibit named Down Yonder, I Heard Somebody Calling My Name at the Rosa Parks Museum in Montgomery, Alabama. Would you like to share more about it with us? It's just a, it's a mixture of uh, different uh, artworks, uh, multimedia artworks uh, that deal with the issue of race, justice, um, you know, uh, social stratification and uh, spirituality. So yeah, that's it. And how long um, will it be on exhibit and where can they check it out? They can, well, you can't, I don't think you can see it online. You have to go to, um, actually, my, the, the Rosa Parks Museum in Montgomery has been the only museum that has continuously been open during COVID. So uh, if you happen to be in the area, you can stop by there. Um, you can also go to um, the Rosa Parks Museum's website. And uh, I think they do have some images of the exhibition. It's just not, they don't have everything on site. So yeah, and it's up until the end of this month, actually. That's wonderful. So everyone, be sure to check that out. And thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and follow us on Instagram at spiritof.success and Facebook at spiritof.success for updates and to ask questions that you would like us to consider to talk about. Until next time, I'm your host, Yara. And don't forget to continue challenging yourself and working to make your spirit soar to new heights. Bye.